0: Hello, fellow weather nerds, and welcome back to Whatever the Weather. I'm meteorologist Sarah Spivey, and together with meteorologist Katie Blake, we talk about weather phenomena and what our life is like on TV. Today, we are going to talk about flash flooding, the most devastating kind of weather. It results in the most fatalities and injuries across the United States every year due to weather. So today, Katie's going to talk about what flash flooding actually is, What to watch out for, and then I'll talk about the most devastating flood in United States history. It may surprise you. We hope you enjoy. Here's Flash Flooding.
1: Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Question. Yeah. What is your afternoon pick me up drink of choice?
0: Wine. No, I'm just kidding. That counts. No, no, no. <laughs> um, Tbh, which stands for to be honest, I would have to say I love a good Coke Zero. Honestly, that's so I like coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. and then like no other time. Do I like coffee? That's weird. What about you? <laughs>
1: As you stare at my iced americano, yes, I'm a coffee all the time. Okay, morning, noon, and night. You're a coffee gal. Yeah. Just thought we'd start off with that fun tidbit of info.
0: That's a great tidbit. Um, Do you judge me, though, that I don't like coffee in the afternoon? No. Okay.
1: If you're doing it correctly, (laughs) you're limiting your caffeine intake. I guess that's true.
0: So we've got an interesting setting today. So we're usually in... Well, first of all, welcome to Whatever the Weather, the podcast. Yeah, hi. Welcome back. Hello. Fresh off of our El Nino episode. That was um, a that was a that was an episode that was an episode there were a
1: lot of things discussed i can't my drink is gonna make noise
0: yeah i can hear the nice little ice of the iced americano but um yeah so before we begin i'm sarah i'm katie and that's katie blake and we are in an interesting setting today so we usually record in studio b but today we're in the nursing room of Ksat, <laughs> which Whoa. I did not know existed until today, as in like nursing mothers, which is pretty exciting that yeah. Ksat is so forward thinking because we do have a couple of mo- new moms. Yeah, so they need a place.
1: There's a whole there's a fridge in here that is only for nursing mothers' milk storage, which I just think is great. Awesome. I did not know this room existed in this building.
0: I literally had to text Patty Santos, who is a new mother here at KSAT, like, can we use this room? She's like, yeah, sure, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Borrow your room? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, welcome back to Whatever the Weather the podcast. And today we're gonna talk about something pretty interesting. Uh, we really haven't had that much rain in February, but I do want to talk about flash flooding. Flash. Like Oh, like the superhero flash? I don't. I think about like flash dance. That too. Yeah.
1: I don't know what I think. I think I just think lightning flash. Cool. Groovy. Very groovy. Let's get into it. All right. So I'm going to start you off with just some legit textbook definitions. What is this? Because flash flooding is different than regular old flooding. Yeah. Old regular Like, what flooding. would constitute regular flooding? So, and we're going to kind of dive into all of this, the different... What's the difference between a flash flood warning and a flood warning? Yeah. It has to do with the, the rate at which rain is falling and how and a lot of it is from what I looked at in the definitions like flash flooding means that like there's imminent danger to life and property and that you need to seek shelter or move to a higher ground immediately Got it. Um, a lot of flood warnings are put out with rivers or other bodies of water that like with typically with river flooding not all the time but you know a river will its level will gradually kind of swell to the point where flooding occurs. And that's something that forecasters at the River Forecast Center, shout wow. out, can like, forecast days in advance. Okay, got so it. So they'll put out a flood warning there. Flash flooding is something that we've got storms moving through, just torrential rain. Rain is falling at such a quick rate, it can't run off efficiently or effectively. And so then that creates an immediate danger for rising or moving water. Yeah. So that's kind. Of, that's kind of the difference. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. This is the definition from the National Weather Service. This is a rapid and extreme flow of high water into a normally dry area or a rapid water level rise in a stream or creek above a predetermined flood level.
0: It happens in a flash. Flash, In a flash. It happens very
1: quickly. Cool. Beginning within six hours of the causative event. Examples, intense rainfall, dam failure, ice jam. However, okay. the actual time threshold may vary in different parts of the country. So, the threshold, the time threshold for flash flooding to occur, is different uh, across different parts of the U.S. with different terrain. So, flash flooding can happen more quickly places with higher terrain, hills, mountainous areas, etc., because that water is going to flow downstream. Okay, and as it moves you know, from a higher elevation to a lower elevation, then you've got to factor in how fast it's moving. Picking up speed. Yeah, things like that. So it may take less time for flash flooding to be an issue in different parts of the country. Got it. Um, Ongoing flooding can intensify to flash flooding in cases where intense rainfall results in a rapid surge of rising flood waters.
0: That's crazy. That reminds me of a time recently when we had a lot of... uh, Rain, mm-hmm. and then there's a dam up near Austin, and it's a lake. But when they got a lot of uh, rainfall in the hill country, mm-hmm. and it flowed close to that dam, they had to let that dam go, that reservoir out, mm-hmm. and that created crazy rushing water flooding downstream. Yeah, so it that, was insane. That's what flash
1: flooding is. It's it's it happens quickly, and also the water itself can be moving quickly. No, it's not always the case, but but it it happens quickly. So that's the difference between flooding and flash flooding. Got and it. Typically, flash flooding is not that flooding isn't dangerous because it is, but flash flooding can be, I think, a bit more dangerous and life-threatening because it happens so quickly. Um, and if it's if it's water that's moving fast, it can pick things up. Cars. Totally it can destroy buildings. And that's the thing that
0: people don't understand is that water is powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have hydroelectric energy just solely based on the fact that water pushes these huge massive turbines around and creates energy. Water is dangerous, especially when it's going fast.
1: What I always show when I do a school talk in my presentation when I get to flash flooding, I have this picture of a road that the middle has been washed out and the water is just moving through. Yeah, And I have to tell them, I was like, water is... Very powerful because it can, it ripped apart this road, and they're always like, oh, wow. Yeah. Because it's just, it's kind of a hard thing to visualize, especially for the younger minds. Right. But um, that's what, what flash flooding is. It's, it's very dangerous, it's typically very time sensitive. Um, and if there's a flash flood warning, you should take it very, very seriously. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, and maybe this may help with kind of understanding what flash flooding is there's a, a product that we use, put out by the National Weather Service called Flash Flood Guidance. And what this is, this is a an amount of rainfall over a certain period of time that if that amount of rain falls, flash flooding will occur. Okay, cool. And this is broken down typically county by county. Now, that can sometimes be a little troublesome because as we well know, the eastern part of Bear County, where San Antonio is, is not the same as the northwestern Mm-mm. part. You know, elevation starts to go up a lot, terrain starts to change, things like that. Um, but for now, this is broken down by county. So you've got one hour flash flood guidance, three hour flash flood guidance, and six hour. And so what that is, is that in one hour, if 2.8 inches of rain falls in Bear County, flash flooding will occur. In one hour, okay. In three hours, We've got to get three point six inches of rain, yeah, for flash flooding to occur, and in six hours it goes up to four point six inches.
0: And so, what a lot of people don't realize, too, Katie, is that you know, three inches doesn't seem like that much, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the length of your finger or mm-hmm. something, but that's three inches over like forty square miles, yeah, which ends up being gallons and gallons and gallons of water all in one place yeah and
1: it's i mean I, I think we've probably all experienced that at one point it just it's like there's there's a storm and it's not just regular rain i mean this is like pounding rain yeah. it is torrential and that is typically the type of rainfall that will cause flash flooding in a shorter amount of time mm-hmm. so that's when we return to this one hour flash flood guidance um, and this is not something that you'll typically see on air, but it's something that we as meteorologists will use. If we see, you know, down down the road a couple days, maybe even later the same day, that maybe we have some big heavy rainfall coming, um, we'll look at the flash flood guidance to see, okay, how much are we talking before we start to get into flooding issues? That makes sense. And then as we get into the rainfall event, if we're approaching these flash flood guidance numbers, that's something that kind of lets us as meteorologists know this may become an issue. And, and so we can, you know, verbally communicate, hey, you know, it, it's been raining. This rain is heavy. We may have some flash flooding issues develop in the next few hours. And
0: that is something that you and I look at, Katie, as meteorologists in South Texas. What a lot of people don't realize, too, is that, you know how they have Tornado Alley up in Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, and in parts of Kansas? There's also a flash flood alley, which means that flash flooding happens a lot. And that happens to be here in San Antonio. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. San Antonio is one of the cities that experiences the most flash flooding in the United States. So flash flooding for us is kind of like our tornado or our hail, like it is the thing that we get a lot of that a lot of local people
1: understand too. And what's interesting about that, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, reason why flash flood alley is kind of here is because we see a big change in elevation and terrain from the hill country off to the northwest of san antonio and all that all that water anything any rain that falls there has to run off down to the southeast to eventually drain into the gulf of mexico Mm -hmm. so we can see if we see a lot of rain up in the hill country that's all got to come down through san antonio bear county and that's part of the reason why flooding is is an issue
0: here. you're exactly right that is part of the reason why we're on the lower part of the elevations and so all of those rivers will drain into the gulf of mexico another reason why is we get a lot of stalled boundaries here yes. because you know, cold fronts move quickly through parts of the Central Plains. If you're up in Oklahoma City and a cold front moves through, you may get probably about an hour's worth of storms and then as soon as the storm is through it clears out, it's nice and beautiful. Well here in San Antonio, what we get is those fronts will move down to the south pretty quickly but they lose steam by the time they get to us here in san antonio and what you end up with is just a stall boundary that continually produces rainfall over a long period of time so that's another reason why we get flash flooding and we're
1: so close to the gulf of mexico that's a source of moisture which can be a trigger for some heavy rain and it's weird to think about but sometimes moisture from the pacific ocean will stream in over the mountains of Mexico and that can actually help to produce big rainfall events for South Texas, which it seems like that's far away, but sometimes that plays into our forecast. So yeah, South Texas is particularly prone to flash flooding. All right, and the last kind of little definition part here, um, we we always hit, People with information about watches, warnings, advisories. Everybody's like, what, uh, what? what's the difference yeah. between a watch and a warning? And it can be kind of confusing, especially when it comes to flooding. Um, now, over the past couple of years, the National Weather Service has changed uh, a little bit. With they've kind of decreased the amount of like advisories and all all these things because they used to have to um, They would put out flood advisories for every little, you know, creek stream and river and so you get this notification And it was like, oh, what is (laughs) what is going on? And so they've kind of like narrowed things down a little bit more Um, So I want to talk about a flash flood warning So this is something that of course is like the most serious If you hear us talking about a flash flood warning, this is something that you need to take action and this is potentially a life-threatening issue. So a flash flood warning is issued when a flash flood is imminent or already occurring. So this is something that if it's not already happening, it's gonna be happening very soon. If you are in a flood-prone area, so an area that's under this flash flood warning, move immediately to high ground. Mm. That wording is like, whoa, right? That's, That's intense and that's how scary and dangerous this can be. A flash flood is a sudden violent flood that can take uh, minutes to hours to develop. It's even possible to experience a flash flood in areas that are not immediately receiving
0: rain. Yeah, that makes sense. So that would be
1: something like if you're downstream of a river or a dam and the dam breaks or is released or something like that. It's not raining over you, but that water is gonna come from upstream
0: yeah very quick rate and there are videos of this essentially dry creek beds and it's a beautiful and sunny day uh, and th- in fact the Nuasis River up in the hill country did mm-hmm. this it was beautiful and sunny over uh, the part where this video was taken but the Nuasis River upstream was flooding it was in major flood stage uh, tens of feet above flood stage and you just see, at first, what looks like a trickle of water coming down this dry oh creek bed. And then all of a sudden, it's this rushing creek. And I'll never forget it. I saw this video. And in the video, the woman was like, well, looks like we got our new aces back. Oh my gosh. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's so, good device good there, Katie. Yeah. Um, okay. And so
1: we just talked about flash flood warning. Now, this is a flood Warning. This is also something that's serious. But um, a flood warning is issued when the hazardous weather event is imminent or already happening. A flood warning is issued when flooding is imminent or occurring. So, and we kind of talked about this earlier. The difference between flood and flash flood. Um, flash flooding typically happens at a faster rate. Yeah. Um, flood warning. That's something like a a river. Um, and that's kind of what we talked about and you about. can
0: know like maybe a day from now the river is going to crest and be flooding mm-hmm. and so that's when you issue a flood warning like 24 hours before or something yeah rather than a flash flood warning
1: and it could be a flood warning could be issued for other bodies of water too yeah. like creeks or streams mm-hmm. things like that so that's the difference there a flood watch. This is when you should be prepared. A flood watch is issued when conditions are favorable for a specific hazardous weather event to occur. A flood watch is issued when conditions are favorable for flooding. It does not mean flooding will occur, but it's possible. This is similar to a severe thunderstorm watch. So that means that severe thunderstorms are possible. They're not happening yet, but it's possible that within Mm. this given amount of time, there could be severe thunderstorms. This flood watch is the same same type of deal. Um, and a flood advisory, this is kind of the lowest on the, on the like panic scale. Okay. (laughs) If you're going to like freak out, the flood advisory is kind of the lowest thing. Flash
0: flooding is like, oh my gosh, the world is coming to an end. Yeah. And flood advisory is like, oh, you know, let's just watch this from a distance and be chill about it. Yeah. So,
1: okay. Okay. this is really funny language. A flood advisory is issued when a specific weather event that is forecast to occur may become a nuisance. Yeah, <laughs> so a flood advisory is just like kind of annoying. A flood advisory is issued when flooding is not expected to be bad enough to issue a warning. However, it may cause significant inconvenience, and if caution is not exercised, could lead to situations that may threaten life or property. And a lot of times, those <laughs> are issued if we get if we get heavy rain, but it's not. Um, it hasn't come down at such a rate that Flash flooding is an issue. I see. But it's like low water areas, you know, don't drive into those. Don't be don't be silly. Things I see. like that. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So there's a lot of different language out there when it comes to flooding. Um, but flash flooding, if you you know, hear us start to use that language, that's pretty serious. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you wanna <laughs> know about the history of floods? <laughs> no. Yes, the answer is yes. Katie Blake, <laughs> of course. Alrighty, Katie Blake.
1: Hit me with these historical events.
0: Have you ever read the Bible? I have. <laughs> There's a little baby story called noah and the ark Go that one yes i'm familiar okay well we're not going to get into religion on this podcast so i don't want anybody to worry meteorology goes all the way back people but it is interesting because for all of recorded history floods have been viewed as destructive and symbolically cleansing okay like that which is pretty interesting because you look at water and water is interesting. It does keep us clean, right? Shower, take baths, hopefully. And we rely on water for irrigation purposes. Uh, You know, but it's really destructive when there's too much of a good thing mm-hmm. and you look back at you know okay the bible you know noah's in the noah in the ark but there's even a tale dating back to the babylonian empire of 700 bc called the epic of gilgamesh like with, do you like that word oh, okay. uh, epic of gilgamesh is actually pretty similar to the biblical story so it just goes back It is. Show that people have been thinking about floods mm-hmm. and the destructive nature of floods for a very long time, but I'm not going to focus on those. Okay, I'm going to focus on more modern times. All right, you no, know, you no know, BC times. Um, and often flash flooding, which is you know a lot of rain in a short amount of time, it leads to engineering disasters. So dam breaches. Uh, Uh, levee Mm -hmm. breaks, like what we saw in Hurricane Katrina. Uh, And so I want to talk about the greatest flood in American history uh, that's not tied to hurricanes. Okay. Okay? And so this is called the Johnstown Flood of 1889. So get on back to 1889. I'm there. Post-Civil War. Visually, I'm there. You're there. What do you see, visually? Um, The...
1: The Patriot. What's his name? Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson is a bit. That is there.
0: from the Revolutionary War.
1: I'm getting, I, I had to watch that movie a few It's okay, weeks ago. you know
0: what? It's okay. So Civil War, think like hoop skirts, Gone with, gone with Wind. Got it. That kind of stuff. Okay? Okay. But this is after the Civil War. Okay. Okay, so on May 31st, 1889, I, a side note, I want everybody to think about this in a sepia tone in their brain, okay? On May 31st in 1889, a low pressure system dumped a whole heck of a lot of water across Western Pennsylvania. At that time, the US Army Signal Corps estimated that six to 10 inches of rain had fallen within 24 hours in one spot. So that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Like you were mentioning that just three inches of rainfall over three hours can result in flash flooding. This was six to 10 inches of rain in 24 hours. People near the South Fork Dam in Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, realized that the water was cresting right at the dam and about to spill over, which would have catastrophic effects to people downstream. So what they did is they worked until they were exhausted to like dig out the spillway and keep things clean, but they were literally physically exhausted and they had to stop and go to high ground and shortly after that the water continued to rise and they realized their efforts were futile. Okay the dam broke near 3 p.m and nearly 4 billion gallons of water burst forth and broke the dam. Four billion gallons of water not just stagnant but but barreling down uh, downstream. Wow. So as the floodwaters moved downstream toward Johnstown, it picked up debris, like what we were talking about earlier, such as houses, trees, and animals. So not only do you have the water that's dangerous, but you also have like spikes and barbed wire and full trees and, you know, railroad tracks, all being picked up by this water and moving downstream. One woman described it as a huge hill, Rolling over and over. So it didn't even look like water. It was just all this debris on the leading edge of the water, barreling over and over. So there was no significant warning system at that time. You think about things now, okay? We've got, you know, phone beeps on our phone that say, hey, burp, 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 the National Weather Service has issued a flash flood warning for San Antonio, Texas. Okay, they didn't have anything like that back then. They did have telegraph wires where you could go like, beep, 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 beep. beep. Okay, but that was SOS, by the way. (laughs) Uh, But all those telegraph wires were completely destroyed. They were ripped apart by this water wave of debris. Uh, But one train engineer named John Hess, he felt the rumbling of the water. Mm -hmm. First of all, he felt the rumbling of the water. He couldn't see it, but he could feel the way it was moving the earth underneath him. It's not good. No, it is not. So he felt the rumbling of the approaching flood and he threw his train in reverse. So he was the engineer. So he was making the train go forward. So he threw his train in reverse. And while he was barreling backwards, he fired the whistle of the train constantly to warn people that there was flood water. So you got this, just constantly. So his efforts saved lots and lots of people who ended up rushing to higher ground once they heard this. I mean, once you hear this, first of all, it's 1889. What are you hearing? You know, birds, people talking, (laughs) you know. That's so true. You're not hearing like what we hear now. So you would hear
1: that from a long way away. Yeah,
0: exactly. So they heard this and they rushed to higher ground. He ended up surviving, but like 25 people that were in his train Ended up dead from the water. Uh-huh. Okay. Because he couldn't do anything about it. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was coming. You know, the water was rumbling. He felt the rumbling. Okay. <laughs> so wow. all in all, 2,208 people died in the flood waters. Wow. 99 entire families, 396 of whom were children. One-third of the dead were never even identified. Think about that, okay? Like if your whole family died, no nope, who's gonna identify you? Okay, one third of the dead were never identified and to this day are buried in Pennsylvania. It's called the Plot of the Unknown in Grandview Cemetery in Westmont, Pennsylvania. This was the largest loss of civilian life in the United States until the 1900 Galveston hurricane flood. Wow, and then the next one, the September Eleventh attacks. Wow, so this was insane. the The nation, uh, this was after the Civil War, so the nation, you know, understood massive loss from the sure. Civil War, but not massive civilian life loss. Yeah, that happened in such a quick way. Hmm. So, because of this, over sixteen hundred homes were destroyed, and the cleanup effort took years. Clara Barton, yeah, who was the founder of the Red Cross and a nurse during the Civil War. She was one of the first outsiders to arrive there and she stayed for nearly five months. Wow. More than three and a half million dollars, that's about 96 million in today's money, was collected for Johnstown from within the US, but also from 18 other countries. So like Russia, Australia, they all sent in 96 million dollars to the United States for this one effort. Wow! Which is really impressive when you think about it because we deal with massive human loss often due to, you know, like natural disasters Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And you think about all those telethons that people do to raise money now. So the spirit of wanting to help continues, you know, to this day. It's a very humanizing story. And that is just one example of massive floods that have happened but this is the m- most well-known one wow. and it is because of you know the dam failure so uh wow. engineering uh, mistake uh, and and that just goes to show that when we have good infrastructure when we have good draining systems within mm-hmm. our towns they end up saving and when we have good warning systems mm-hmm. they end up saving countless lives like can you imagine we get flash flooding all the time, and the United States is much more populated than it was back then. Yeah. If we didn't have the warning systems we do now, or the draining systems we have now, or the dams that we have now, this would just you know, be a common, common theme for us. So it's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. And if you live near a river,
1: um like, this takes me back to Hurricane Harvey. We went over to talk to people that were affected due to flooding, specifically river flooding in an area southeast of Houston. And it's this community that these people, they've lived there their whole lives. And so they don't necessarily want to leave, and I don't blame them. Um, but those that have stayed, they they know so much now about hydrology. They know so yeah. much about how the river swells and goes down and things like that. And they watch it like like a and one thing that they look at that is good for everyone if you live near a body of water um, you can go and and look at the forecasts for that river or that stream or whatever it may be through the river forecast centers you can if you google that it'll take you to a page and you can click on the part of the country you live in and it'll show you for each you know river or whatever the different points along the river that the that the height of the water is being measured and and it'll give you a forecast so if we've got heavy rain in the forecast you can look and see that okay the river's expected to rise this many feet over the next few days does that put me in flood territory or am I going to be okay so that's a really good resource that I know a lot of people after Harvey began to use yeah because it's something that they can that they can use if they think they may need to leave it. It also just provides peace of mind.
0: Right, it does. And that's great advice. Go online, look up what your flood stage is for your local river. And then also we've gotta talk about, you know, the phrase that everybody says, mm-hmm. which is turn around, don't, don't drown. drown. All the kids know it, so every, everyone should be familiar with it. Yeah, and that's because a lot of flash flooding events happen at night, and if you're driving on a road that you're familiar with, but uh, that has, you know, a little bit of water over it, you may think, okay, I can just drive, but it ends up being a rushing river and your car ends up going into the stream and, you know, the rest is history. So it, it really isn't, you know, it is a catchy phrase, but it's not just that, it's, it saves lives. So yeah, that I mean I know it was one event but that was that's the most well-known and catastrophic flash flooding event in US history. That's incredible. Thank you for
1: sharing. Yeah. All right. Now we need to talk about our weekend TV. I had, usually I come with something prepared, but I don't have
0: anything. Neither do I. Because I we can think real quick. I'm
1: so well prepared.
0: What happened this week?
1: Insert thinking faces.
0: I think that you know, for me, it's hard for me to think of something that happened because I've been working a crazy schedule this week. You have been so all over the place. I don't really have a reference point. I think, so just so that you guys know, I work the morning shift on Saturdays and Sundays, so I get here at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and then during the weekday, I work the evening shift, so, like, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., but I've been going back and forth, uh, so that's just the way of, that's just the way of the weather, and I'm not complaining about it, it's just, like, you don't really sleep that much. <laughs> You're very adaptable. Yeah. You adapt well. What did Oh
1: what day was it, it was the last it was last tuesday i guess at the rodeo a rodeo here in san antonio just ended but mark my boyfriend and i ended up on the kiss cam which is one of those things that I, I was always like oh this would be so cool if that happened like i would always see people and be like i want to do it let me just tell you all it is not enjoyable it's i didn't not. <laughs> I, did, I was so embarrassed are you serious i was so embarrassed it was so awkward for that period of time, it was like times to still, turn red? and the seconds just inched by. But yeah, I want to see a video of this. It was it. Was, I couldn't find a video, but it was just Mark kiss loved kiss.
0: it. Mark was
1: well, like of course all about he it. Did. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was all about it, but he's so personable. He's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So just if you've ever wondered if it's fun, it's I don't I I did it once, I don't want to do it again.
0: So I know Katie is like uncomfortable talking about this because she's currently twirling her hair. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, camp. Camp.
1: <laughs> that was probably the weirdest thing that, that's that pretty happened. weird. Do and you then, think
0: that they like picked you out because they knew you were on hat I'm not sure. I don't
1: I don't know. I guess that's a possibility.
0: Oh, I, I went to the car wash the other day. <laughs> and literally this was very flattering but also kind of crazy. Literally, like, 10 people were like, Sarah Spiney, can you stop 12 minutes? It's kind of crazy. Get your
1: car washed.
0: And I had to get my nails done, but then I had to cut my nails. Why? Because I have to play the guitar. Oh. It's hard to be talented. Oh, my gosh, my stomach is rumbling. Uh, it's time for lunch. You need to go eat. Okay, well, if it's flash flooding or if you're in a severe drought, just remember to
1: weather, weather the, the weather. weather.
0: Whatever Whatever the weather.
1: weather. Is that your stomach or is that you?
0: A little bit of both. (laughs) Bye.